Welcome to my coaching podcast, Dancing in the Moment, where I chat to people from the world of coaching and psychology about their story, their approach, and their insights about the coaching profession. They're all people I like, respect, and admire for the way they show up in the world. I hope you enjoy it. I'm thrilled to be here today with Julie Starr, who is a friend of mine and one of the women who really is highly recognised in coaching as an author, coach, keynote speaker, thought leader, I would say, somebody who really contributes to uh, raising the depth and the height of coaching. Um, For those of you who've listened to other recordings, I hope you'll be pleased to notice that it doesn't sound like I'm shouting my guests down. We've got some new (laughs) microphones now and we should be of equal volume. So, um, Julie Starr, welcome. Thank you. Thank you. Good to be here and good to have this gorgeous new tech. Good, good. I'm thrilled to... um, know that you've found some time to come and talk to me and share some of your story, some of your wisdom with our listeners. No, it's great to be here. Good. And that's really where I wanted to start, actually, with your journey into coaching, because like the rest of us, we weren't, we weren't, we didn't start out being coaches. No, no. So how did it happen? What's your story? Um, Well, there's the kind of there's the factual part of it and then there's the sense of it isn't there the factual part is I was originally so way back in the day I don't know in my early 20s I was a project manager I worked in IT initially and then kind of people change doing large-scale change programs managed some big chunky projects for some you know like financial houses and things and what I realized was the element of the change that I really enjoyed was working with the people and helping people through change and helping people realize their own inner resources and how attitudes and beliefs affect, affected change. And it kind of, all of that interest in a work situation started to correspond to an interest I'd always had in my private life, which was, um, you know, what's life about and what makes us happy, successful, and fulfilled. And I'd always been a nut for. Um, I don't know, applied psychologies or reading success books or, you know, and I kind of had these these parallel worlds really, which was one was my work life and one was the stuff that I'd do on a weekend or, you know, courses I'd go on and books I'd read and, I, you know, I, was a, I, I would stand in front of Waterstone's self-help section um, avidly and, and buy what I was interested in. And then, as things do, those two paths kind of merged and came together and it became the work that I do. It became, you know, I realised that I loved working with people, I loved to support people both one-to-one and as groups and and in community, that I had, I do have the the teacher archetypes, I am able to articulate stuff that I've studied and knowledge that I've gleaned and experience that that I've um, journeyed with and distill it and distinguish it in a form that other people can find palatable Mm. or gives them access to 
um, a simpler version of, of my own journey, if you like. So, yeah, those things came together when I was probably about, in my early 30s, I decided to um, give up this thing called project management and consultancy and, um, you know, brave this new kind of direction of coaching. You know, bef kind of before the profession felt that it certainly as, as established as it is now. So I remember being told, I would never make my living as a coach that there was you know no one knew what coaching was and if they did know they would never pay for it which yeah. was great it's yeah. great it's great to be sat here now remembering that and how scary that felt at the time isn't it just mm. isn't mm. it just i remember um exhibiting i say exhibiting i think i'd invested in a pop-up banner yes um at a cipd conference wow. many many years ago yeah. and i remember somebody walking past actually pointing at me and laughing <laughs> and saying so what what is a coach then what are you going to do tell me what to wear every day and what to have for breakfast and yeah, uh, we've come a long way haven't yes, we yes yeah. yes we have and we've known each other quite some time so we've seen it emerge in a yeah, very, yeah. very exciting ways yeah so I'm, I was so interested to hear the part of your story that I hadn't heard before. So I'd always known that you were once a project yes. manager. I didn't know that there was that backstory of you having had a personal fascination for always, human yes. psychology. And yes. I, I kind of listen for that and wait for that when I'm recruiting people onto our courses because yes. I, 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 I think it's there in most of us. Like yes. you, I was a straight you know I, I don't know if you were a strange child I was a strange child in that but in that when other people had posters of David Cassidy or Mark yes. Bolan on their wall I had a poster of Freud and did Jung. you really yeah I did wow. and and I remember reading um uh games people play and yes. I'm okay you're yes. okay I that, yeah. when I was yeah. like a teenager yeah. when other people were reading Jackie magazine yes uh, so they're, they're yeah I'm fascinated in even what's it's behind that yes. and we don't have time for that today yeah. but what was it that drew us yes. to have that fascination yes. it is it's um, an inner calling isn't it isn't it that you start to recognize and stop resisting and stop putting in a cupboard when you know, every, everybody else is watching and then just declare yourself at some point and, and then realise it's okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, certainly. So from that moment, you said, you know, there's the factual side of it. Yes. What about the other side of it? The, the way in which you've acquired this learning and deepened your learning. Yes. And that, you know, I, I, it's this journey between being informed by your external world and then towards being informed by your internal world and my external world was saying that I had to read about things like TA and NLP and you know different applied psychologies and certainly I, I, I did that and I went on various things and qualifications and things and then gradually over time I realized that I'd sort of run out of road with that not because I'd run out of material to study or to um, digest but that it wasn't giving me, there was a, there was a calling that, that, that wasn't being met by reading books and attending those types of conventional courses. And, and um, as, as you do, I think, uh, when you start to recognize yourself as a truth seeker or a spiritual seeker or a quester of some sort, um, you end up in India. And certainly I ended up in India. And, and I think I've been to India 
oh six times in the last seven years and i'm due to go again in september so which is up kind of visit number seven or eight and i you know i've done all the sacred sites or not all of them but um you know certainly many of the sacred sites and um, meditated in caves and bathed in the Ganges and stayed in ashrams and all that good mm. stuff that you do to kind of think okay what else what next mm. and I'm not recommending that anybody do that I'm certainly not saying that anybody should do that it's simply that that's where my breadcrumbs took me and yeah. that's the direction I of, of travel that I followed and it started to give me something else in in terms of a learning which was about the ego and the self and our sense of souls and as I've been saying for many years you know that as, as a coach one of our greatest challenges is to get ourselves out of the way in a coaching conversation and in a coaching relationship and whilst I've always known that's true this study of the ego and the mind and the Maya this illusory sense we have of our, our souls and our world it's given me an, a much richer deeper access now to start to understand this base of well-being that exists within all of us and that we, when we are willing to surrender to a practice, certainly to the journey and, and the sense of a quest, but, but are willing to surrender to a practice, our own practice and, our, and, and defined um, by ourselves, for ourselves, um, that as coaches we become so much more powerful and so much more effective and conversely, um, in my own experience, we are doing so much less mm -hmm. in terms of during the conversation, um, certainly around making the business work. Um, I think, I can't remember whether I, I when I last spoke to you, I, I said it to your community, but there is this lovely contradiction with becoming um, an, ex, you know, an established coach whereby it begins with some turbulence and struggle and effort and and work and it feels like that and it can feel like you know battling against what is sometimes there are these other levels almost of consciousness we get to where things start to go in flow so the the contrast is that that effortless in flow um ease seems to follow this hard work Mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. ma making it difficult I, I think that and I always think we have to go I don't think we can straight go straight to I would love to be able to say to everybody it's easy just relax yeah. just be yeah. with what is go be in flow I think there is a journey we all a personal journey an individual journey something quite idiosyncratic we have to go on to in order to arrive at that but certainly for me by now things feel really in flow mm -hmm. and it's it's wonderful you know i i love my coaching i love my coaching work yeah i, I don't know what it is anymore I, I i'm calling it coaching simply because i'm sat in front of you but by now it i'm not sure it is so what is it what what yeah, because i obviously i know you as hmm. you know as a human being i know you're someone who speaks and writes about coaching hmm. Hmm. not sure that i've ever experienced being coached by you yes so, 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 if you can, if you can say this in this podcast, but because I don't know if time will allow, but yes. what, what, how do you, what, what is it like to be coached by you? What's the experience of being coached by Julie Starr? Um, I'm, well, I, you would have to ask my clients what I sense is that there's what's happening 
apparently in the conversation and then there's what's happening more profoundly in the conversation and I can't I, I'm kind of I'm reflecting what, upon what people have said to me afterwards so I had somebody come in with a migraine the other day and I was bothered by that because I wondered what what how that would affect the conversation and by the end of the conversation the migraine had gone and the lady said to me I, it's all right I knew the migraine would go because I knew when I spend time with you there's an ease mm. that happens there's an easing that happens and I'm not sure if you'd have spotted that from you know if you'd have recorded the conversation what was happening with her but there I, I think there's we communicate on such different levels with each other don't we we communicate through the words and the linguistics of what's happening but we're also present with somebody and we're with somebody and there's an energy that we're offering into that space yeah. this is what i mean about getting ourselves out of the way of the conversation and that there is this well-being that underlies everything we are because when we can access that state of well-being within us and bring it that as an offering to people i think that can ease something for people as much as the calculations of the conversation mm -hmm. can offer yeah and obviously as a novice when we come in we're we're all about the calculations of the conversation we're about the how effective our questioning is the structure of the sequence of the beginning middle and the completion of a conversation we're thinking about the different topics and the different levels of the topics we're talking about. you know there's that there's the mechanics isn't there yes but there's also ourselves as an offering yes um yeah and i i'm i'm really curious to dig a bit deeper here because um, I spend my time training coaches and then continuing to develop many of the coaches that I've trained so I recognize something in your description of the sort of struggle in the beginning yes. and then an easing yes and, I, and we sit here today in advance of a supervision session that I'm going to run right. and it's a closed group that I work with and the same six people have been coming for three years now. Oh. And, and, and as you said that, I thought about them. Yes. I thought about the, the topics, the questions, the yes. issues that they brought in the first year, 18 months, and the, and the, the glory of them now. Yes, the maturing of that. Yeah, and the different questions that they're asking yes. themselves yes. and the ease with which they work. But I suppose... As many people listening to this uh, podcast will be fairly new in the process, I right. guess they'll be asking, so what do I do? What do I do to yes. Yes. Uh, you know, follow my own breadcrumbs yes. and get to a point where the process is not king and yes. my sense of well-being is very uh, present for both me and my client? I, th I think what I would encourage people to to understand is a they are very welcome and they are very wanted and they are very needed in our community um so to feel like an insider um rather than anything else so so that they are welcome and that it is a well-trodden path and everybody that goes before you um is supporting you to continue at a pace at a you know at a pace that's smooth and and perhaps has some of those rocks and valleys and things just eased out a little bit and I, th I certainly think that's that's very possible um in terms of my own journey i notice how how much more accelerated people's 
journey through those stages can now be. Me too, I yeah. noticed that, yeah, yeah. 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 Um, just it's partly because of the access to the tools, the communities, the consciousness around this, the available resources in terms of just people and skills and, and you know, all the things that Barefoot Coaching provides probably. Um, the other thing that I would say is it's a very personal journey. So whilst you are welcome in this community and it's an interdependent community and you are welcome in this tribe, you must traverse this journey as an individual because you are bringing to bear upon it, that is your gifts and your offering, everything that has informed who you are up until now. So there is a personal sense to this and that's the joy in it, that's mm -hmm. the discovery in it, that's the revelation for the individual in it. And that's almost a gate that people pass through when they commit to the road ahead, when they realize the person that benefits the most by them being a coach is them. Um, and, and, and make no mistake, that's an essential start point for any of us. You know, whilst we love it to be a service industry and we think about contribution and sense of purpose, it's ourselves that in which the most profound benefit and the most um, profound change must take place, absolutely. Um, and so it is a personal journey. It's it's a it's a labour of love in terms of joy, discovery, revelation, letting go of. You know, rather than it's there's a need for anybody to rub themselves out and draw themselves again as a coach. It's 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 this, as I'm sure you'll use the analogy. It's letting go of the skin of an onion that's mm -hmm. ready, that's dried and flaky and ready to mm -hmm. just fall away, mm -hmm. to to reveal what's ripening within and what's what's ready to reveal itself. And and so I, I'm excited for, for people that are new into the field because I know this self-discovery and self-learning, it's, it's joyful, it's hard, it's, and it's painful, and it's angst, and, and at the same time, good is coming, good is coming. Yeah. And, you know, it's a, it's a sweet pain, really. Yeah. Beautifully put. <laughs> Beautifully put. Um, so what about those people who do their course, yes. learn the questioning, yes. learn the models, yes. learn the techniques, yes. and just keep doing that? Um, I think that's a shame because I think there's it, it's a bit like you're scrabbling around on the surface of something and there's a whole wealth of other places to go that are so personally enriching. It's, it, it's, it, it becomes a bit formulaic and yet you know, like stabilizers on a bike, at some point, naturally, maybe naturally, whether you consciously decide to throw them away or life just has them drop off because they got a bit rusty and a bit rotten. Um, I wonder if everybody starts to just relax and sink a bit more. I can, as, as I'm talking about it, I'm imagining someone swinging with, swimming with water wings mm. and you kind of, you're elevated on the top of the water in a way that isn't natural, but you're still, you know, you're surviving and yeah. you're happy to be surviving because you're not drowning. Um, but there's nothing as sweet as casting those water wings away and actually realizing I can be self-supporting in this and yeah. the water feels blissful. It's that, I, I wonder if for everybody we reach that choice point of, am I simply going to cling to these these learnt tools and knowledge in my kit bag, whether that be NLP, whether that be 
TA, whatever it is, whatever clever trick we've picked up in mm -hmm. our coaching qualification course, you know, are we going to lug around that stuff like Jacob Marley with his boxes and chains and just hiking all this, you know, and I've learned something else and it's all oh, this chain's getting heavier because there's so much on it by now. And at some point you just cast off that and then just see what's what's there. Yeah. And then see what's revealed when you just think, okay, unadulterated as a coach, who am I? Yeah. And how do I coach? Yeah. And that's exciting. Yeah, that's exciting. Actually, you just reminded me, I, I um, watched a gardening program last yes. night. Yes. And um, I'm thinking about planting some trees in my garden. And this wow. program was about planting trees. Yes. And, and the woman who was planting them said... Um, that you should only stake them to half their height. Right. Because when they're young, they're really bendy and yes. they do need some yes. staking because yes. otherwise they fall over. Yes. But never stake them to their whole height because already you're limiting their ability yes. to stand tall on their own. Quite. They have to do a bit Quite. of it for themselves. Quite. And that's my frustration about... So I love that since, you know, since I came as fledgling into this you know, completely unformed field, that we've got these associations and professions and qualifications and rigor and principles and beliefs and values and all the code of ethics and all that lovely stuff but if that means we're staking somebody too high i think we've really lost something mm. i think if someone's still looking at the code of ethics and rules before they're going in and thinking what can i do and what can't i do something's getting lost yeah. because that's a recipe too far yeah. that's a recipe that spoils the cook from yeah. just expressing yeah. themselves. Yeah, that's really interesting. Again, you triggered a thought in my mind. Many years ago, I read a book by a psychologist, psychiatrist called mm -hmm. Raj Persaud. Yeah. I think he used to be on Good Morning or something okay. as the as the resident sort yes. of shrink. Yes. Um, and he'd written a book, I think it was called Staying Sane, about yes. mental health and about psychology but he within it he quoted a piece of research about the effectiveness of sort of trained counselors therapists and people somebody who really had good people skills who met you down the pub and listened to yes. you and actually there was very little difference between wow. the two years of training wow. and yeah. uh, the years of training um and you and I are not saying don't train and not join the associations, yeah. but it is also something about, I think, harnessing all the glory of yourself, yes. all your own life yes. experiences, yes. all following your own yes. breadcrumbs. And, yes. uh, because I sometimes see in novice coaches, absolutely right they rub themselves out yes and they become a you know what yes. they think a coach yes. should Absolutely. look like yes. and who they were when they came in on the first day lost the yes yeah. yes Yes, I absolutely think do the courses. I wish there was, a, you know, I looked for a course. There was no course. When I, when I was um, starting out, I think I had a book, Coactive Coaching was the only book I ever read on coaching and then figured it out from there. And then, which is why I ended up writing the coaching manual and, and brilliant coaching. And so did you never train as a coach? No. Neither no, did never, I. I've never been on a, a coach training course and yet now I lecture at yeah. universities and things on coaching. And we write books. And yeah. Well, I wrote the book I needed. Yeah. That's why it's a manual because it's a Haynes guide with belief some values and principles and that's what I needed yeah and so I wrote you know, yeah you, you you end up at that space really wanting to give back yeah you know what you didn't have this Quite. is what I'm saying about accelerating people's path it's yeah all, it's all there yeah um, but no I think absolutely what I like about your course particularly is that 
people come on it and yes all the 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 stuff of effective coaching is there but it's also taking a frame that says you come in as an individual and we want that we want to protect that and we want to help you go on your own personal journey with this and whether people realize it or not they go on their own road of trials a little bit to realize actually this isn't just a learned skill and a behavior and a trick that mm -hmm. I, I acquire it's a way of being and it's something I, I have to challenge myself and my own beliefs and my own values in, or, in order to do that. Yeah. And I think that's what's a rich journey in, in coach training. Um, I think if it was simply going and learning you know, formulaic stuff, then I think that's a, sh that's a shame. This is why the, you know, the weekend courses where you go and learn, I don't know, the grow model or something similar um, and come out thinking that the grow model is coaching. Mm. Um, you know, that's sad, that mm. saddens me. Thank you for saying that. Actually, my, the, the, the course that I wrote was like the coaching manual that you wrote yes. because I had um, trained in psychotherapy and walked away from that and then I'd gone on following loads of different breadcrumbs, yes. uh, including yes. NLP yes, and solution-focused therapy. Yes. And, the, and then I, I wrote that course, which was making sense of all those breadcrumb trails Absolutely. that I'd followed. Yes. Yeah. yeah. And then, and then let you know those that go as well take it to another level and another level. Throw, and throw some things out yes. that they don't want. Yes. Acquire yes. new things, and and it's a delight to see that. Uh, so many coaches that we meet who've been through our training program and others are not sort of cookie cutter shapes. Yes, they're all their own shape yes. with a different yes. mix yes. of things that they bring yeah. to it. Yeah. We, we are running out of time on sure. this podcast, but, you know, final thoughts, I suppose, for any um, new coaches or experienced coaches listening to I, us. I would just encourage people to remember that this is an individual journey and you can only get it right and let your attention drive your your let your intention drive your attention so your intention let that to be reveal the best of you as a coach and everything else will flow from that that simple intention to be the best coach you can be to find the people the places the experiences that will help inform that i think that's that's been one of the greatest driving forces i could have in terms of fostering my own discovery and, and helping me reach those people, those events, those experiences that have really enriched me and my practice. Thank so, you. Yeah, and I, and I just wish them all the very best of British luck. Yeah, I can feel that. <laughs> I love that. I love yeah. your generosity and welcoming new coaches oh, to I'm our tribe. And I feel as a, a, a really quiet, renewed excitement about the profession just sitting here talking to that. you I think yeah we both have that yeah, yeah. thank you julie so very welcome thank you